Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Eurowatch, the single greatest podcast on the summer's upcoming European Championships. Alex and I are going to take a bit of a different route um, on this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the teams that are going to be playing these uh, Qatar qualifiers. A lot of the European teams are well represented. We're going to go over a few things. We're going to talk about the controversial call-ups to the French national team. We're going to talk a little bit about why Spain might be on its path back. Revisit Italy and all the good things Roberto Mancini is doing. And talk about why there's a little bit of Jesse Lingard in all of us. Alex, uh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm preparing to swear a lot about the England side and the Netherlands side. You said that the French side is one you think there's controversial call-ups. Oh, but I've I've got a lot. I've got lots of words written about Frank oh de Boer and Gareth Southgate. So um, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking forward to them. Okay, we'll 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 start off uh, where we left off on uh, last week's pod. Obviously, we were joined by Jake Smalley of Get Italian Football News. Go check that podcast out after this uh, when you get the time. Uh, and we'll talk about Italy. And Roberto Mancini has named a 38-man squad to play Bulgaria and Lithuania, as well as Northern Ireland in these World Cup qualifiers. A lot of the people we talked about, Alex, are in the team. Are uh, you surprised at all? I'm not too surprised. Although I think I was a little surprised by some people left out. I mean, I, I've gone off the... Um, I'm not sure if there's an official squad list thing to get from, but I've gone off their Twitter announcement and the squad sheet they tweeted. And there was no Romagnoli, no Jorginho, no Tonali, no Calabria. Three of those players are from AC Milan. So has Roberto Mancini got an AC Milan agenda that is what I'm here to figure out today that's that there's there's definitely that on the air I think Romagnoli and Tonali were automatically out given how their injuries didn't even let them uh, play against Manchester United in the Europa ah. League fixture um, and that's largely why they're there with Jorginho, it's 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 tough to say I think um, he might have a bit of a niggling injury obviously in this uh, last match against Southampton that Chelsea played, they started off with uh, Billy Gilmore and um, Mateo Kovacic. So, oh, what, today against Sheffield? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Oh, I, I, maybe Jorginho's left out as well in terms of maybe um, Mancini knows what he's getting from him and instead he wants to drop him for these games and try mm. out the midfielder Locatelli, uh, Richie, Cristante... Uh, Roberto Soriano, Pes- Mario, um, yeah, the few surprising calls for Matteo Pessina and for Rafael Tolai of uh, Atalanta. Great to see that. But, um, you know, you got a little bit of mix of the old and the new. Benucci, Chiellini, obviously there. But Acerbi of Lazio, you know, we lavished praise on him. He's there. Alessandro Florenzi is there. Gianluca Mancini of Roma is also there. Um, and, you know, heading into midfield, you got a lot of young blood. You got Nicolo Barella, who, um, you know, Jake waxed lyrical about. Uh, and it's not surprising to see him there. Manuel Locatelli, as you mentioned, Lorenzo Pellegrini and Marco Verratti. And up front, um, yeah, they've uh, got a lot of attacking fa- firepower. Domenico Berardi, Ciro Immobile, uh, Lorenzo Insigne. Stefan al Sharawi, maybe a bit of a controversial choice, but... You know, yeah, we, I, I thought we'll that see. as well. I thought, and, I thought, and the big and the best and the best news for you is uh, Moise Ken. 
Oh yeah, right. I know. Big big up Ken. Big up Moise Ken. Well we'll have to see how he does. I mean I I will admit to Italy, I haven't got the teams they're meant to play in front of me. So who do you know who Italy meant do you know Italy are meant to play in these uh qualifiers? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, uh they start their campaign at home to Northern Ireland in Parma. Then they play uh they play Bulgaria in Sofia in Bulgaria, and I think they play Lithuania three days later. Now, just just as a just as you know uh, d- not a disclaimer, but uh, just as a note to all the listeners, these teams are not who are going to go to the Euros. I think far from it. That you're getting into the business end of the season. People are likely to pick up injuries. So this is a very good experiment to see how um, you know all these players will gel. They haven't played together for a while. Obviously, COVID restrictions have prevented a lot of stuff from happening as well. So this is this is this is where all the greatest managers will tinker and. Um, you know, tinker with their sides, put people in certain positions where the it suits the tactics more than it might suit the players. Um, and you see Bulgaria, Northern Ireland, Lithuania, these aren't really very strong teams. So it provides good fodder for the Italian stallions to really start um, putting their names on the sheet and putting their names into Mancini's mind yeah. front and center. Yeah, there's a. I mean, before we move on to the other teams, there's just a couple of things as well. From the other teams in Group A, I wanted to hit on. It's interesting that uh, Leicester, Loney, uh, Chengzunda, he's missed out from the Turkish team. I'm not too sure if there is an injury there, but it's quite glaring to see him out. Uh, whereas Yusuf Zichi and 35 year old Burak Yilmaz is back in the side. And also, we touched on the last news one, if any keen listeners will remember that. Uh, Ryan Kiggs is still out on bail, so he wasn't actually allowed to pick um, the Welsh team uh, for these for their qualifiers. But uh, the Robert Page assistant coach noted that he he helped, which I found quite funny that the the head coach had to help uh, pick the first team, didn't get the final say. But um, that's something I want to throw in there. Do you want to move on to the uh, next team you've got in? Yeah, um, a little bit of surprise from uh, Spain squad. Now, as a lot of Chelsea fans, I'm assuming there are a fair few who listen to this podcast. Um, no Kepa Balaga because he really just hasn't played club football. But Sanchez is in there. Sanchez is, it's, 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 it's very weird to see. Obviously, you know, we don't talk too much about, um, you know, goalkeepers with very much um, gusto here. Especially like, um, you know, people who are second choice. Oh, he's just a Brighton keeper. Huh? This yes, this is Robert. This is Robert Lynch Sanchez of Brighton and Hove oh. Albion. He's the third keeper. Um, De Gea is obviously going to start between the sticks because, despite not having played for United these last couple of games, he's just had a daughter. He still seems the best. He still seems the best um, option Most for reliable. Spain, huh? Most reliable, I'd say. I would say, and Luis Enrique has, you know, to his credit, he backs the players who are under fire. When, when they do well, he reminds everybody, yes, this is why I've picked them. But, um, you know, moving on there, there's a call-up for young Pedri of Barcelona. He's been pretty solid in this resurgence that they've had since the turn of the year under Ronald Koeman. It's going to be hmm. fascinating to see him. There are also the people like Marcus Llorente, who I think sold his soul to the devil to um, <laughs> send, send Liverpool to the shadow realm in last year's Champions League qualifiers because I really don't know how much he's done since then. So he's, been, he's been actually really crucial, Marcus Lorente. I've, ta- I've taken a close eye on him at Atletico Madrid. He's actually been... He's pretty vital to the way Simeone plays as like it's sort of a hybrid midfielder slash right, right wing back. He's, 
He's kicked on, not necessarily in terms of goals, assists or anything like that. Well, I think he's quite decent for assists. But um, he's do he's doing well there, so it's nice to see him there. Another player I want is a, uh, as well, any City fans that are listening, all two of you. Um, Pedro Porro, the player on loan from your club, has been called up to the Spanish side. I think he's a 20-year-old right back playing in the Portuguese league. Haven't got the numbers in front of me, but I know he's having a really, really good uh, season there. He'll probably yeah, be in contention. Absence, the absence of Danny Carvajal, you know, it's it's... There, there's a bit of a hole in that spot for them. They've yeah, got, and the absence of Bellerin as well. Huh? Absence of Hector Bellerin as well. Well, is it is it really an absence? <laughs> is it? What, what, are they really missing out? Um, surprise, surprise! Call back up for Jordi Alba. Him and Luis Enrique have been on the fritz um, since Luis Enrique took the reins. You know, you had people like uh, Nacho Monreal and Sergio Ragion you know, starting ahead of him. And it's a little surprising not to see Ragion, if I'm being completely yeah, honest. Yeah, I agreed as well. I think he is, it's a big miss because he hasn't done, he's not never done bad at Tottenham. Tottenham are in and out of form, but he's always been really solid. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's hard to see that sometimes, but it it's it's it's, it's what it is. It's yeah, what it did is. Did you see you who know? Spain called up at centre-back, though? Um, well, they have uh, Ramos, they have Inigo Martinez. I think they have called up Eric Garcia. They have called up Eric Garcia. Who's and played virtually nothing yeah. since the is there is there this, this is like flagrant bias for him? Is there something, you know, Enrique is seeing that we don't? It must it's... be because Spain have absolutely, even Barcelona, right? They love him to bits. They want him in and... He's been he was okay at City last like last season when he was playing. He was doing alright, but to call him up this over like there's other players who've missed out in here, like Danny Ceballos. He he's not in the team. Sergio Roberto, yeah, let's, 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 I think it's better if Danny Ceballos isn't there. Let's, let's, he, no, let's he's a solid player. I mean he's not obviously he's not like I d I don't know, obviously he's not on the level of Busquets, Thiago or, or like Rodri at the moment, but yeah. He's arguable in there. Also, it's interesting that um, Leeds forward Rodrigo is not in the side when he previously probably would have been. So he's clearly dropped off in the Premier yeah, League. Even, 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 yeah, especially on Premier League form. It's 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 hard to see him there. One exclusion I was really surprised by was Nacho. You know, Real Madrid's ever-reliable uh, substitute yeah. who has been playing a lot, especially alongside Rafa Varane. You know, he's had a very good run of form, played decently in Celta. And it's it's sad not to see him there either as a right back backup or a centre back. You know they're playing uh, Pedro Perro at right back. But then again, these are just qualifiers. You know there 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 is a possibility that you know Enrique says, okay, I'm going to try different people out. This yeah. is an easier this is an easier opposition to you know blood in someone like Pedri or someone like Perro who doesn't have the national team experience because chucking them on into a European uh, Championship fixtures without any preparation or chemistry built is hard. So I think that's what it is. I don't think they should take exclusions from these games too much to heart. But it it, it it's always nice to represent your country when your name I is on the it, team I sheet. I think it matters on the, on the age though, right? Because like you said, with Nacho, I think they know exactly what they're getting. Like He's not someone who has to establish himself in the side. Like Him being left out is more of just, look, you're probably going to come to the Euros in the summer. We're just like, we want to try out a couple of players in case you get injured. I think it's the players who are a bit more like a Danny Sabaya sort of thing, who's yet to establish himself. 
like him not being put in is pretty clear saying you're not coming to the Euros in the summer because we're not trying you out now and it's not as if we're going to go all of a sudden go, yeah, no, yeah, you're the one we want to call back. I don't think either Arsenal or Real Madrid particularly see him in their plans going ahead and it's it's maybe maybe hard to see that way. What about Marcus uh, Asensio? He's also out and he he has come... Yeah, and he has he has come back. It's not as if he's injured because he's played recently for Madrid, so that's interesting to note as well. Yeah, it's it's. I think what's happening is Enrique is moving to this new team is going to be fully in my image, and yeah, possibly. he's really stamping his authority. You know, he was out because the tragic accident that happened to his uh, daughter, and then he came back in, and mm. it's 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 been very hard to get an accurate assessment because it's not easy for these national team managers to travel during COVID. Because wherever they have to go, they probably have to isolate, do something else. And there are Spanish players outside of Spain um, who, you know, some some specialized need to be keep on there. Like uh, Rodri of Manchester City is in the team. Good to see that. You know, I like I like seeing Premier League players in national teams. It it gives. I, I touched upon this in the England um, episodes. It's it's nice to see players playing outside their league. It gives them an extra dimension, which comes in useful in these tournaments. But um, going on from uh, Spain, I wanted to just segue a bit when we're talking about France because um, okay. before I get to the tasty bits or <laughs> the slightly controversial parts, I wanna I wanna tell I wanna tell the um, listeners about their under twenty one team. <laughs> Go on. They have <laughs> they have Nance's Alban Lafont, first choice goalkeeper for Nance, um, starting between the sticks. They have Jules Conde and Ibrahim Konate. These are people who start in the upper echelons for Sevilla and RB Leipzig. They've got Dagbad right back, Badia Shield of Monaco at left back, you know, a real underrated star in this uh, La Liga. They've got Eduardo Camavinga, Hasemua, and Fiverr in um, midfield. And up front, they've got um, Edward, Guerri, and Diaby. And this is this is just an insane lineup and this is a lineup I feel that could maybe even get out of the group stage of the scene get out the, they, they've reached the quarterfinals of the, an actual Euros they're under 21s are stupid it's insanity how deep they are it's yeah. really really insane like I, I could see Konde and Konate getting senior team call-ups that that could Camavinga probably deserves one as well it just shows you how stacked they are and you know going to that stacked sense you look at the national team and Usman Dembele's got his first call up in two months, uh, two years, sorry, and I don't get it. I still don't get it. I watch Barcelona. I see him playing. I just don't see where his name value is coming from. Yes, he's been more fit than he usually was, but my God, it's. I was I, really, I was really just annoyed to see him there. <laughs> I think there's a couple of um, like contentious ones as well as well as him. I think. Teo Hernandez missing out at uh, the left back face in Milan. He's had a great, like, great season by all accounts. Him missing out to Luca Ding, Luca Hernandez, and Furlan Mendy, I think it's really harsh. It is. And obviously, really harsh. Laporte. It's a thinner squad as well. Sorry? It's, it's, it's a slightly thinner squad he's named as well. It's maybe, maybe an experimentation because Anthony Martial has conned his way into this team. I know, Deschamps, <laughs> I know Deschamps likes him, but Anthony Martial has been outplayed by Jesse Lingard, who we'll touch upon a little later, who had to leave United because he wasn't getting opportunities. And he's firing up for West Ham. And Anthony Martial is abject performance after abject performance after disappointing 
foray and he's in the team for some reason and it it just it just it just it just makes me feel a little dirty and i'm a united fan and i just don't see why he's there adrian rabio juventus have been doing very poorly their midfield has been really really abhorrent um not being able to release the ball to their forwards especially ronaldo who's completely starved of uh, good chances and clement longley of barcelona i mean I, I I could see Konate or Kunde really taking his spot in there. Um, good news is people like Leo Dubois are getting the recognition they deserve. Um, you know, bad Benjamin... news is Steven Mondonda is still getting recognition he doesn't deserve. Oh my God, he's still there. Mike Magnion, great to see him. Yeah, great to see great, him. Good. And Ariola and Alphonse Ariola, Fulham's man between the sticks. Um, it, it I think he's Ariola will get a game. Ariola will definitely get a game. There's no way he plays Hugo uh, Lloris in all these three games. But you also see people like Olivier Giroud, you know, Deschamps tried and tested, um, uh, tried and tested option up front. But I wanted to talk just a bit about one of one of the things that's said by a man who 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 Deschamps has arguably said can succeed him uh, as a French national team manager, and that's uh, Zinedine Zidane. And Zidane has again brought up the issue of Benzema. Deschamps has clearly said he doesn't want that divisive presence in his team. Um, And they have Giroud who plays well for them. They have um, Griezmann who plays well for them. They won the World Cup without him. But Benzema is on some unreal form right now for Real Madrid. He doesn't get any support, either from Asensio, uh, from uh, from Vinicius. He's not getting the balls in. He's not getting the support. Yet he's scoring goal after goal after goal after goal. In crucial period where Real Madrid have not been doing well. Karim Benzema is standing head and shoulders above the others. And Zidane has said, you know, it's better he stays with us. But Zidane really thinks he deserves it. He says, you don't understand it. I don't understand it. There are many people who don't. Um, and for me as a Real Madrid coach, it's better he stays with us. That's for sure. What he did today with his teammates was spectacular, referring to Celta Vigo. He's hardworking and he wants more. And mm. it's, it, it, it's really funny because, yes, they've won the World Cup without him. They've proved they don't need Benzema. But seeing a player of Benzema's caliber, you know, not playing any international football makes you, makes you hold your head in wonder. Yeah. It's like Eric Laporte as well, also missing out. He came so close last season to getting a cap, and then he missed out. Looks like he's not getting that cap anytime soon. It's pretty crazy. I, I think I think once Didier Deschamps leaves, which which I honestly think if they win the Euros, might happen. Yeah, he has nothing not. else to prove. He's had a nice decade-long run at the helm of the French national team. He might just leave, and Zidane might come in, and people like Laporte like definitely should be knocking at the door. Uh, you know, Longley, Umtiti, these are people who've maybe overstayed their welcome in the team. I don't, That's very possible, I, don't yeah. I don't, I, I don't see them. I don't see them starting. Umtiti probably sold his soul to the devil for that World Cup. He's, he's, he's been, he's been horrible ever since. Injury-ridden, <laughs> form-ridden, he's been horrible. So, you know, that's that's. That 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 that's where I want to talk about France, but also on uh, a good point, you know, I I like seeing Musa Sissoko and Tangi and Dombele back in the team. Tangi and Dombele, you know, despite Tottenham's stuttering form right now, or well, that's putting it lightly, um, I really, really, really like Tangi and Dombele. Mm, and I that's think fair. That double pivot, like butter on bread, like, like seeing seeing Tangi and Dombele 
uh, Angola Conte and Paul Pogba. Imagine those three running at you with Musa Sissoko warming up on the bench. That's a midfield that anybody would be scared of. I mean, Sissoko's a bit less scary, but I get you. But okay, hey, right, he, he 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 performs for the national team. That's that that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that's fair. All right, shall we move on? It's twenty minutes in, so shall we move on to one of the biteier topics? Yes, let's move oh. on to the three lions. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. So I'm gonna, um, Ritik, I know you've read it, but I'm gonna go through and the listeners I'm gonna go through uh, the squad one by one. Uh, Dean Henderson, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Sam Johnston. That's fair enough. Nick Pope. I get that. Ben Chilwell. Absolutely. Connor Cody. Why the fuck is he there? What he, I'm sorry, but Wolves have been shocking this season. He's Cody, been shocking. Cody's been okay in a decent team, but... <sighs> Michael Keane. Absolutely deserves to be in this side. He's been fantastic for Everton. And if you're not going to drop Connor Cody, drop Eric Dyer! Why, why is this man that? here? Why, why is this man in the team? For goodness sake. It's just like... He's been I, so dreadful for Tottenham. I know, I know the list. The listeners will be very used to Alex and I, you know, surgically taking down, you know, um, points and analyzing teams with 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 the aplomb of all the stats with us. But good God, there is there is no way that Eric Dyer should be in there. It's, Absolutely it, not. It, it pains my heart. It pains my heart to see him still there. Even even you see an under twenty one player like Ben Godfrey alongside Michael King. This is a guy who. It's just been thrown in center back for Everton, and Everton is in the top six. He's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, and, you know he he really deserves the chance to you know, prove his place. And then you have then you I, have people. I, 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 sorry, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll, this yeah. is my this is my moment. This is yours. <laughs> okay, right. So Reese James, well deserved. He has been pretty solid for Chelsea. He's dropped off a little bit, but you can he deserves to still be in and around the team. But mm. Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier! Three months about football and he's in over Trent Alexander-Arnold. You have to be joking with me, Gareth Southgate. Are Trent you married to him? Let's he's... not sugarcoat it. Let's... He's had a very shit. But Trippier... Even... Okay, I get Trippier's like Gareth Southgate's little soldier. I get that. And I get he's like Mason. Like he will do the dirty work. But he's been without football for three months. I don't understand why you're picking him in over Trent Alexander-Arnold. who has played and yes, he's in and out of form. But it sends a complete wrong message. It just basically means Trippier's at the Trippier could not be more undroppable at this point. He could not be he he could lose his leg and he'd be still he'd still be in this bloody team for and his personality and work. Even more for everyone. Aaron Wan Bissaka has created the most chances out of any right back in the Premier League. He's played the most minutes. He has the best tackle ratio of any player in the Premier League in terms of successful tackles. He has more goals. He has three goals this Premier League season. That's equal to any other right back. And he just never gets a call up. And it boils my blood because England have so much good talent in attack. Much better than, you know, what he has to deal with at United where he has just Mason Greenwood and Reese James ahead of him. He can play so much better with better caliber right wingers in front of him. Who England do have. And well, I, I mean, I, I did tell... Whisper. I did, I did, uh, yeah, you, Ritik was telling me this, I, I, I said him like, as well, it, it comes as a surprise that he, if anyone doesn't know, he has chosen to play for Dem uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, so he's out now, I'm pretty certain, I don't I think don't Southgate think could, I don't yeah. think he has, I think, I, I remember seeing it, I'm pretty certain now, I'm not sure if he's made an appearance yet, but, no, like I, I think, I think the last, I think the last one is, he was set to snub, or they're still chasing him, and he's hinted at it, but, um, 
I don't think it is. Oh. I, I don't I, I don't know if there's been a, a, a definitive shout either way. I don't think he's announced it. He oh, should. Oh. He should. But it's, it's anyway. Anyway, it's such a problem I'll, of plenty. Yeah, let's 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 move on. Let's move let, on. Let me the continue with my run. Let me continue. Right. So Jude Bellingham. Very uh, very uh, very uh, he's, he's been not, okay. He's, he's been okay for Dortmund, but he's not been he's not been worthy, I'd say, of a call up. Phil Foden, absolutely well done, good pick. Jesse Lingard, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get on to him later. We can move we'll on. We'll get him to him later. I'm I'll, gonna, I'll I'm get gonna, on to him later. <laughs> I want to finish my rant. Uh, Jesse Lingard, yep, yeah, fair enough. I think he's deserved it. Mason Mount, agreed. Calvin Phillips, agreed. Declan Rice, agreed. It sounds like it's going well. Southgate, you're doing a good job. Then we get on to James Ward Prowse. Why are you in this team? It's because to... Southgate wants to play with three at the back, with two defensive fullbacks, two defensive midfielders, where the only goals can come from a James Ward Prowse set piece. That's the only reason he's there. <laughs> Oriol so, Romero being far and away the better midfielder so, for Southampton. So uninspiring to see James Ward Prowse in this team. It's so oh genuinely uninspiring. And I get Madison's out of injury but still that midfield like you just hinting that Phil Ford is probably going to play at the wing or something Mason Mount will probably do the same it's going to be five at the back and when it is I'm I'm losing this special episode of Eurowatch now the the front the attackers before I hand it to you the attackers Calvert-Lewin, Kane, Rashford, Saka, Sterling, Watkins that's fair enough but let's talk about again who's missed out Mason Greenwood has put in a shift for United, and I think he deserves to have been in a call-up. He just doesn't have the numbers. I honestly, I'm I'm his biggest fan. He scored a good game, good goal versus Leicester today. He's double-footed. But he's been called up um, for the under-21 team, which I think is the right decision. Yeah, I think because, that's fair. Because though he is playing senior football, and this is where England are finally getting their under-21s right. They're playing people in the under-21s who are playing first-team football. I cannot, I cannot emphasize how good their their on their youth level setup has been. They've performed well. They've reached finals. They've won torn- tournaments. Um, and England's under twenty one setup looks great. And it, it's a great place for Mason Greenwood to really get some leadership chops and really just show everybody. You know, I've I've had a bad sophomore se- sophomore season, but I was great before that, and I can be great again, and I will be great again. Someone someone who shouldn't be there should be in the first team, in my opinion, is Callum Hudson Odoi because. He's played as a right wing back really well under Thomas Tuchel and he's played as an attacking one and it would have been so inspiring to see see Gareth Southgate say, okay, Trippy, we're going to leave you out or Trent as well and we're going to play Callum Hudson-Odoi here. He's playing this position sort of for Chelsea. It'd be really interested to see what he can do, especially taking to the Euros, be sort of a secret weapon against a deep block. But no, we're going to we're gonna sit Kieran Trippier as a defensive they're fullback. Too stacked, they're too stacked in the they're too stacked in the right back position. I mean, if 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 if, if Aaron Wan Bissaka isn't making it in any way, shape or form, I don't I don't I don't see where where CHO gets in. But I know, um, but it's it's just something you would have been there. And then yeah, Abraham and Cho Cho is there in the in in the twenty uh, three man squad for the under twenty ones, and that 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 puts me at an interesting point because they're heading to the under twenty one tournament with Callum Hudson Odoi, Emil Smithrow, Eddie and Katia, Mason Greenwood. These are all people who play top flight football for great teams, and you have the likes of Eberiche as a Tom Davies, Connor Gallagher, uh, Curtis Jones, great midfielders, attackers. You know, fantastic defenders, Max Ahrens, Stephen Sessegnon. Um, but, but the issue with that, though, is we might win the under-21s, but I don't think an England fan's going to care about that unless we do well in the 
Euros because they need to make sure they don't. There's a lot of talented players here they should be looking at still, and and picking them over. Say like a Kieran Trippier or someone like that. That sort of level, like there's players you can fit into this team, I think. But yeah, you're right to say the under twenty ones is looking strong. But do you want it to? Because we don't want to spend too long in England. Do you want it to? Uh, no, I I wanted to allude to one of you know the stories Jesse that really Lingard. hits me. It's, it's hits me at my heart is Jesse Lingard. He's had a torrid time. He's had a lot of family problems. He's had battles with COVID. He's had battles with COVID of people next to him in and out of the United team. And to United's credit, you know, they said, okay, Jesse, we want you to play. It won't be with us, but someone else wants you. And it's a man who's managed you previously. It's, it's David Moyes. And he's gone to West Ham. And he was still made fun of. West Ham fans didn't like, why the hell are we getting this guy? We'd rather stick with the geriatric Chernobyl survivor <laughs> up front than we will with uh, Jesse Lingard. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see how he's taken the bull by the horns. And he's doing phenomenally well. I think bar the games against Man United and Man City. Man United, he was ineligible for. And Man City, West Ham still played well. He scored or assisted in every game. He scored a beautiful top corner finish today versus um, Arsenal, which in my opinion will go down as one of the goals of the season. He's playing with a smile. He's playing with a heart. He's still dancing at the end of celebration. Jesse Lingard is, 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 is the kind of player we wanted to be when we was, I mean, didn't want to be, but like that's where we saw ourselves when we were six, seven, eight years old, when we were coming into football, when we were really, you know, forming our great interest about it, you know, scoring these great goals, playing one one twos with our teammates dancing in our celebrations it's those little things and Jesse Lingard has never stopped embodying that and he's fully 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 earned his call back up to the he's, he said he wanted to leave United because he wanted to get back in the England team people laughed he went to West Ham uh, uh, and the West Ham fans and everyone else laughed um, United got rid of him they clapped their hands in glee it's like yeah we don't have to rely on him anymore Jesse Lingard has done what Jesse Lingard does best he dances to the beat of his own drum, and I think he will be a special weapon. If you say, if you say, if, if if you have someone starting, like um, you know, it's it, it's very likely that they'll go with a starting three of either Declan Rice or Calvin Phillips, Mason Mount, and Phil Foden ahead of them. They really don't have many more options, you know, given the injuries to Madison, yeah, yeah. Grealish, and Henderson. And you know, if if one of them isn't doing well, if one of the strikers can't really get the head into the game, Jesse Lingard comes in, as he did so well in the World Cup, setting up ball after ball after ball for Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane. You know, he, he, he is a different monster for England, and it would just fill my heart with joy to see him do, doing well. Fair, fair, fair enough, fair enough. I, I, I appreciate the story about Lingard. But, um, okay, do you want to... What, what countries have got left? I mean, you want to touch on the big ones, right? And there's Germany, the Netherlands... And I guess a little bit on Portugal. Which one did you want to hit on next? Um, I possibly just wanted to talk about um, just wanted to talk about Portugal a little bit. Yeah, go for it. It's 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 a it's it's a team that everybody expects. It's a team that you know Fernando Santos is going to say, okay, you know what, this this is probably what's going to be probably what's going to be there for the Euros. Um. But you have you have you know interesting inclusions, um, and you have well Go not hit one off. well not so interesting exclusions. But um, you know Alex will tell you a lot about lot more about him as Renato Sanchez. Once the mm. golden boy, you know the pivotal 
pivotal axis in their Euro winning team last time. Completely missing for their World Cup winning team. He's back in. He's back in the fold. And it's, it, it's, it's good to see Alex. You, you shed a little bit more light on how he's been doing domestically as well. Uh, I, I tell you what, I'm actually going to... I'm going to have to pivot a little bit because it's going to be unpopular opinion. I don't think he's deserved this call-up because he's been out of Lille's side for the past four months. And let, let oh, me get this straight. I think on, on talent level, it's great to see him in and he has put on a great redemption story. But if for concepts for Lille, he's played about 50% of minutes. He's been held back from the side. It's quite interesting, actually. Um, Christophe Gaultier, the manager, said that he's had to hold Renato Sanchez back because in games he tries too hard and his muscle fi- his muscle fibres tense up and it can cause injury. And he-, he had two big injuries, one after the other in the middle of the season. Before that, he was playing exceptional. So he has come back to fitness, but... I th- I, if I was Andre Gomez, I'd be a little miffed that Sanchez is in the team. But it, it'd be great to see if he could prove himself because on talent alone, he's such a dynamic player. But the player I want to touch on, who's made his... I'm not sure if he's even made the return, but the fact he's still in there is Ho- <laughs> Jose Font. Font! <laughs> 38... 38. No, 38 years old, uh, the captain of Lille's team. As they've gone on to make their title charge, it's quite sad that they've recently lost uh, today against Nîmes. So complete shock loss, but he's been leading the title charge as much as Barak Yilmaz. And to see him in this team, it would be absolutely brilliant if he could start a centre back with Pepe or Ruben Diaz. I don't think he will, but my goodness, he has been absolutely exceptional, and he's played I think every nearly every minute of Lille's league and title charge. So. 100% moving, deserved to fall. Moving, moving, moving from one age centre-back, you mentioned the other um, uh, centre-back is Pepe, who rolled back the years. Ah, yeah. Chronological time-stopper, taking Juventus to the sword. He's 38 years old as well, and he's playing like he's never played. Did, did you see how many clearances he made against Juventus? Oh, man, I just had the, I just had the overhead clearances. It lives rent-free in my head. That's well, the in the, you, most, most, most players tend to make about... Five six clearances a game. Pepe, I think even before extra time, he made eighteen. He was he was like a one man defense. It was stupid how good he was. So that I mean that is it'll be great to see what him and Font can do at the back for Portugal. Um, in, Portugal in their fixtures. But yeah, and what, an interesting call up again for Pedro Neto, who has been one of the brighter rays of shun, sunshine coming out of that Wolves team, which I call Portugal light. Um, it's great to see him. I love him as a player. I would love to see him at Man United. He's playing ahead of his years. He's doing incredibly well. And mind you, though, he he's got in, and his couple of his teammates missed out. I'm not sure if one. I'm not sure if Daniel Podence is injured, but Nelson Semedo is out of the side, which is quite. He big. is. He is out of the side, and for some reason, Cedric Suarez is there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cedric Suarez in over Nelson Semedo. Let me. Yeah, João Cancelo and Rafael Guerrero are probably going to take those fullback spots, and I think it's it's pretty safe to say they'll they'll take those fullback spots into the tournament as well. Well, Nuno Mendes has got in um, for left yes, back, so that's that that is interesting. He's been getting along really well in Sporting. If anyone knows too much about it, and it's a lot about him, it's great to come at my Twitter and we'll find out a bit more. But um, <laughs> yeah, moving uh, moving from Portugal, I'd say now. I mean, we've got. I, I, I kind of want to finish on Germany. So is it right if we go into the Dutch team? Because yeah, there's go one... Yeah, on go on to the Dutch team. I mean, I think I know... Well, I'll let you kick it off with the 
I think there's one glaring miss out. You might, you might not even know it, just from the fact that of how good he is, you'd assume he's playing for another team. Do you know who's missed out up front? Who's missed out up front? Voot uh, Veghorst. Oh, Mr. No, Voot Veghorst. about him. Yeah, the, for anyone who doesn't know, the Wolfsburg player who's recently touched 50 goals in about three seasons with Wolfsburg. He's got 20 this season uh, in the league, I believe, or around 20. He's been absolutely exceptional. And he keeps getting overlooked. He's not made a Dutch cap. Frank de Boer, Helen Netherlands side, has called up Luke de Jong, who has made, who scored four goals in La Liga. Up, uh, uh, he's genuinely the only recognised striker. Do you, do you know who else is up front in the Netherlands team? Ritik, Martin Stecklenburg, Tim Krull, and uh, Ryan Babel. Ryan Babel. Oh my God! It's it's. It's it's like it's it's like he's the wart that doesn't go away. And wh- where where on earth has Martin Stecklenburg come back from? Well, it's interesting. He's um, he w- I think he was literally in the abyss. He wasn't playing at all. And then Ajax's goalkeeper Andre Onana failed a drugs oh, test. Is yes. out for a year. So on the final day of the transfer window, Ajax uh made the panic buy of Stecklenburg and have got him in. So he's now at Ajax. And for some reason, that's enough to um. The most goal. informed goalkeeper is one who plays in the second division of English football. What, Tim Krull? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's fair to have him in there. I'm Norwich, not sure. Yes, Norwich, Norwich are on top. I, I, I don't know how Norwich kept all those players. And I don't know how Tim Krull didn't go to a Premier League team. He is so good. So, so good. But um, you want to touch upon um, a few of the other ones? You know, I've seen, seen, uh, seen a few names that... Uh, well, not surprised to see, but... Um, Interesting no, no, to see the inclusions. Oh, inclusions. Um, I, I guess there's a couple. I mean, it's interesting that Kenny Tete from Fulham's got into the team. I found that uh, quite interesting. Veltman's got in, though, uh, the, the, the Brighton right back, so it's good enough for him. Graven Birch is also in the side. I think that's... Uh, he's, he's like 18 years old for Ajax, and I know uh, footballer Rangier, page I'm good friends with, um, they bang the Graven Birch drum, so to speak, the Ajax midfielder. I think he's quite lucky to be in this team. But what's interesting, though, we saw, we're speaking about the goalkeeper thing. I think, I mean, one, I'll say no more in a sentence, but Bizot from RZ Alkmaar is really unlucky to not get into this team. Same as Drummel from FC20. But also Nathan Ake's out, and so is Sven Botman. Why have a little centre-back? Crazy oh to see that he's not in the team. Uh, so, yeah, fuck I you, Frank Nathan, de Boer. I think Nathan Ake chose, chose fame and fortune over playing time. I don't, think, I, I don't think I don't think he starts ahead of any of those three um, defenders, right? But now. yeah, we were, we were talking about playtime and why it's interesting that some players are missing out, some players aren't in the in different teams. Vukovic missing out is pretty clear that he's not going to the Euros. And genuinely, for anyone who is not interlinked with Bundesliga football, it is like it genuinely is like England saying, "Well, we're not going to take uh, Raheem Sterling to the Euros. We're actually going to take." Um, we're actually going to take uh, Danny Ings, but um, I could take Raheem Sterling. No, we'll take Danny Ings. That's basically what's happened here. So, uh, and even then, that's harsh because Danny Ings score, scores goals. So it's a bit more like taking Andy Carroll. Genuinely, it's a bit more like taking like, Andy Carroll over Sterling. So, yeah, I'm a bit fuming with that. And I know lots of Dutch fans are fuming with that. But the last team we'll yeah, want to touch the last, on. The, the last team is uh, the Mannschaft. Um, we talked about them at length. Uh, talked about them with Tom Fenton of Get German Football News. Um, and 
obviously there were a few headlines where Lo says he wouldn't be against calling up Hummels and Muller. Obviously, <laughs> make the ex- didn't make the exception for Jerome Boateng. Um, none of them are here. <laughs> will, will 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 they be in the final things? I'm not holding what up. Pointless comment, man. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say no to Hubble's ability come again. But when... but it there are some controversial choices. Um, as people who follow both Bayern Munich and the German national team, Jamal Musiala, who played in Europe and who scored for them recently, who's just about played senior team football, has gotten a call up. He obviously chose the German national team, and Joachim was like, well. You chose us, you're in the team. And he's actually in there. And he's in the starting... He's not in the starting, he's in the squad. Uh, blooding in some young talent really early, that's pretty good. It, I mean, it shows you It shows you how creatively they might be lacking in that um, midfield department. Um, you know, they're still going to rely on Tony Cruz, Joshua Kimmich, Ilke Gundogan. Mm. Those players who are going to be head and shoulders above. Uh, Leon Goretzka as well. Got good, good attackers. Serge Nabry, Leroy Sané, um, Timo Werner. He's coming into Yeah, form, yeah, he's in the but, same. He's in the same. Yeah, Kai Havertz is also there. Um, but there's, uh, there's inclusion for Amin Yunus and uh, Florian Witz, which uh, is it, 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 it's, it's interesting to see. It's I mean, really Florian, interesting, yeah. Yeah, Florian Wirtz is a, is a, <laughs> for lack of a better term, he's a child. He's 17 years old. <laughs> he's 17 years old. He's played 22 matches for uh, Bayer Leverkusen. He scored four goals in four assists. So it's, it's definitely warranted. And it basically shows you that the, the, the German youth don't mess around. Like, they want this. And to, to, to Lowe's credit, Lowe's going like, well, you want it, you get your chance. If you fluff this up, well, I don't know how many more chances you're going to get. But that's there. And then on the other side of the spectrum, there's Amin Yunus. He's 27. He's barely gotten a look in for the German national team before. Plays for Untracked. Fr- Eintracht Frankfurt in the attacking midfield position. Probably a little bit around. He's on loan from Napoli. And he's doing great. I think he's doing great. I think it's a different kind of winger for the German national team. You have very direct players like uh, Goretzka and, uh, and Gnabry. And Gnabry's been a little bit off the boil, if anybody you know watches mm. uh, Bayern Munich very close. He's been a little bit off the boil. Just the seven uh, but, goals. Yeah, just <laughs> just the seven goals. Uh, but it's 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 good to see him. It's also good to see you know the likes of Robin Gosens um, in the mm. uh, in 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 the defense. You know he's becoming a bit more of a regular fixture for them. Yeah, well at least one Atalanta player has been given a call because I've got to touch on it just now. Levelands, but we said Hatterbush who played at right back. Um, he's just not been called up. So big just big up, up. big big up front of the ball. But what I found was a l- quite interesting. Is a couple of players to miss out with this Jeremy team from Dortmund. Um, Julian Brandt and Dahoud. Uh, neither are injured. Uh, at least I know for certain that Brandt isn't. Brandt's had a pretty solid season and Dahoud's come back of late into form. But it's interesting to see those two miss out, actually. And Every Chan is still getting called up. Yeah. I don't know how this is happening. He's a subpar midfielder who's been playing as a slightly above average center back in a Oh that, that, that's kind times. that's kind if did you Every see the errors is the Eric Dyer of Germany yeah yeah that's actually a really good way to sum up like, he's, he, I don't know if anyone saw his highlights against Sevilla but by god he's he's very in fact I'm doing a scout report at the moment with Dortmund um for Man City fan TV and my goodness I I just have a great big red circle around Emre Chan and it just points to weak point Error prone is a, is a point to, uh, yeah, it, 
it's interesting to see why he's still there. Especially over Tilo Kera for PSG, who's played pretty well and has continuously got minutes under uh, Pochettino. But, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Was there any other um, miss-outs or anything, inclusions? You wanted to touch on the different countries. I think what's interesting is that Zlatan's back for Sweden. And yeah. uh, so that's going to be fun for him. Yeah, after, after there was buzz when Sweden qualified for the World Cup and... I'll honestly say Sweden got further as a team because Zlatan wasn't there. They had to rely more on themselves, on themselves. And Zlatan coming back, it it, it confuses me. I, I see why he's there. I see why he's there. I see the logic behind it. And I don't think many of the Swedish national team players will argue. He's not the aerial threat he used to be. He's great on the ground. He scores good goals. He galvanizes the team. I think as a pres- figure of presence, it's good to have him there. And, you yeah. know, maybe... Maybe Zlatan might call time in his career in another two, one or two years. And, you know, being part of that national team set up in and around can only be a good thing. Because if there's anybody who embodies Swedish football and who knows what it takes to perform for the national team, it's Zlatan. He's been yeah, doing fair, it for solid decades. And maybe this is the way to do it and, you know, merge the next generation after that. But um, we've, uh, we've given you a lot to think about, a lot to chew on. Uh, there'll be a lot of games to watch in uh, the coming two weeks. Uh, a lot of your favorite players might play. They might not. But it'll be interesting to see who really um, starts to crystallize their teams coming in for the Euros. Uh, as always, um, it's great to have you come back and listen to us. Um, let us know on our socials. I'm at Rithik J. Sarkar. Alex is at um, underscore Euro Expert. At EuroExpert underscore. At EuroExpert underscore. Someone's got the at EuroExpert. I keep trying to get it off him, but he's not giving (laughs) it to me. So tell us. Tell us. um, uh, The links will be in our description wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, Love to hear from you. Love to hear what you think. Um, And uh, we're going to have a lot more guests on. We're going to be building up. We're releasing episodes every week. Uh, So watch this space and keep coming back for more. As always, I've been Rithik. And I've been Alex.